Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. Sleaze, uh, we got a lot to talk about, and we got a freaking massive guest in the building for everyone. First, we got to give a big shout-out to Sam Burns, who picked up his second PGA Tour win down at the Sanderson Farms. Unbelievable performance, 22 under par, second win in five months. Moves up to 18 in the world, uh, possibly a superstar in the making. Yeah, it's second win. Feels like it could have been his third or fourth. He's had a couple close runs up there. They put a stat up there on the broadcast yesterday. It's like, here's who's led the most after 54 holes. And it was Sam Burns, and every other name on there was just monstrous names. Like, guys, Ryder Cuppers, major champions, all that sort of stuff. But trajectory looks pretty good. If you're buying stock in young guys right now, Sam Burns, along with uh, Scotty Scheffler, only one month apart in age, by the way. Uh, those two guys are looking good. His back nine yesterday, the way he hit that driver, just – Looked like he was hitting as hard as he can, zero let up, about 180, 181 mile an hour ball speed, just missiles. I mean, I think this kid, he was close to Ryder Cup this year. I mean, he was in I the discussion. I think he was first alternate, in my opinion. He was in the discussion. And I mean, if you look at some of the guys that, I don't want to say snubbed, but just missed out, Billy Horschel, Max Homa, Sam Burns, all have won since the Ryder Cup already. Add that onto the guys we already got on the team. It's like, damn, this, we're, you know, that's a, that, that team's looking pretty good headed yeah, forward he was the co-favorite going in and it's really cool and when, when the favorite goes out there and does what he's supposed to which was get the w but a lot of young guys were there we, we talk about how we love these fall events on the pga tour because you get to meet a lot of the young guys coming off the corn ferry tour these guys have a chance to change their life change their career and a few guys had a chance but in the end it was all sam burns yeah he was the one guy put the pedal down on the back nine other dudes to hit the the gala heading in there a guy that i think is a great guy to bet on right now when you get in there because the betting markets don't know a whole lot about him but he's loaded with talent hogan award winner at pepperdine he's he finds himself in the lead heading into the back nine made one bogey the entire week i believe and then starts off with a couple sloppy bogeys to start the final nine including that what par 5 11th where he had seven iron in his hand his caddy wanted him on a six he wanted the seven and he ends up going with the seven hits it in the water chips it up to four feet still could have saved par misses that and i feel like it was just his head was probably spinning at that point but that's what happens with most guys trying to win their first time on the bj tour most guys don't go out there and just close it the first time out but a lot of young guys cameron young is another guy that got off to a great start in the 21 22 season huge for the reshuffle heading forward when before these guys get to the west coast but like you said cameron young another guy wake forest just absolutely smashes it. Total in his career had just over four hundred thousand dollars in in earnings. Uh, Sunday made a little six hundred twenty-three thousand. Nice when he can more than double up in a week. But is it safe to make six hundred twenty-three thousand dollars as a young man before you head to Sin City, Las Vegas for the Shriners? Ideal world, I think you take it on the way out. Say I'm flying out. Go ahead and direct deposit that tomorrow, so I don't have a chance to do anything stupid. But six hundred gives you a little bit of a uh, uh, dry powder to play with there up Boy. there in. Sin City. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll get, we're going to get to the Shriners in a little bit. But first, I've got to tell you, I'd, I'd rather special weekend, Sleaze. Jumped on the bird with my man Josh Isner, headed down to South Florida to Palm Beach, played a couple round of, rounds of golf at a very exclu exclusive place, two very exclusive places, but one mm -hmm. that I'd never heard of, a place called the Everglades, which is like right downtown Palm Beach, right down the road from Mar-a-Lago and all these high-fluting places around there. It looks like it's literally right off Rodeo Boulevard. It's unbelievable. little hidden gem back in there. 6,036 yards from all the way back. Did you design it? Is that, a, is uh, that the first Colt Nose design? Guys, well, here's what I'm going to need. I'm going to be par fives, be capped at about 480. I'm going to need par fours right around four bills, and then let's figure it out from there. Seth Rayner design, but my God, if I was going to design one, this would be it. Just couldn't be more narrow. Ten-yard wide water, fairways. Water everywhere. So, I mean, you do have to hit some shots, but it is – it was so much fun to play. Had a blast around the Everglades. They were so nice in letting us come out. And then, day two, 
we went on over to Grove 23. Never heard of it. You can see it. from this little new shirt. Yeah, you got, got the, all these you Panthers got the, everywhere. You got the Panthers. But we creeping. went over. One of the guys on the trip was a man they call Lurch, who is a part of the Four Play podcast hmm, with our okay. man Riggs, who we've, we've talked about. Tell me more. Incredible situation I got to tell you about. So after golf, first off, we had lunch with Michael Jordan afterwards, which was a treat. I'm familiar. Yeah. yeah, he asked for a you picture. Know, how obnoxious is that? Mike, I'm here to have a good time and play some golf, but I was like, hey, bud, uh, I need some drinks. I'm just going to charge him. What's your member number? Is it 23? Uh, owner? Whatever. <laughs> Probably 23. It. Probably a good point. But had a blast with MJ. Then we proceed to go over to Justin Thomas's house for a little Alabama football, among among other games. And there was the likes of Justin Thomas, Ricky mm. Fowler, and Bud Colley. Names for days. Love Unbelievable. It. I mean, what you go from MJ to, to that house to watch football. Well, as I said... The Lurch, who talks about golf for a living. Okay, we're there. Drinks are flowing. Everyone's having a good time. Football's on. We're gambling. Bama's rolling, so everyone's in a good mood in the Justin Thomas household. I'm walking by, and all of a sudden, I hear Lurch and Bud Colley having a little talk together. Meeting of the minds. Meeting of the minds. And, and I proceed to hear Lurch say, so, Bud, what do you do for a living? <laughs> so, it's so good. I, I literally stopped me in my tracks. And I just turn. I go. What the hell did you just say? Go ahead and repeat that last question. Yeah, and and I hear Bud just so nicely go. Oh, I I play on tour, and I'm like Lurch. Here's a guy who's one of maybe thirteen guys I think it is that have earned their PGA Tour card with no status through sponsor exemptions. I mean, he's a Walker Cupper. He's <laughs> been a fantastic player for many years. And you who talk about golf for a living just asked what Bud Colley does for a living. Yeah, like Stephen A. Smith meeting an NBA player. They're like, plays. And he's like, hey, what, tell me again. What do you do? Well, oh. bud, I'm here with all golfers. I'm dressed like a golfer. Actually, believe it or not, I play a little golf. But also, you talk about golf for a living every day. It was fantastic. <laughs> it made me so happy. Oh, I immediately, God. later when we got back, I FaceTimed Riggs and had to tell him. And Riggs was mortified. He's like, dear God, this does not help. <laughs> this does not help our brand. Hurts very the much. brand a bit. Yeah. I got to, I got to call Bud about that because that, Bud's one of the only. I feel like he would just laugh that off and be like, think it's oh, funny. And a lot of guys would be like, are you serious, dude? I don't want to freaking PJ Chore. Not Bud. He probably got a good giggle out of that. But Bud, you got to come back. You've been out for a bit with injury. Got to come back. Lurch will then realize who you are quick. Yes, but it was. An you actually awesome Facetimed me while you're down there. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I do I remember was in a the little middle bit of it. Vicious cockfight at the time too. You had to get amongst advisor on. Was it straight? No, it was not straight. How were my eyes? Good? Uh, right a little red. I was on the final hole, like I said, of a vicious duel in the Arizona Country Club. Member guest, shout out, Bermuda Fest, AZCC, otherwise known as the Monster. Final hole, two-point uh, margin between my team, myself, and Kenny Coakley. Shout out Kenny Coakley from Colorado. We teamed up this week against Ricky Barnes and his partner, Adam Pritchett. And uh, we were down two. Stableford, par gets you one, bird gets you three. So it's like we're going to bird – uh, we're going to win this thing in a chip off talking a lot. Of, and that was right when you called me and I was trying to get him all psyched out with the guy that was hitting Ricky told me to call you and, uh, distract you. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, long story short, they ended up making tweet. We made tweet. We ended up taking a tough L by two points. They are the Ricky Barnes, Adam Pritchett winners of the flight. But I did see Colt, maybe the damnedest thing I've ever seen on a golf course this week. Uh, par three, the fourth hole, as you well know. From the tees, these guys were playing about 155 yards, lake left. There's a house directly to the right. It's a pretty – you can hit it a mile right if you want to and chip it. You know, pretty short par three. Well, the second hole comes around after we finish one. Second tee box is, shares the tee box with the fourth. And there's a bar right there. There's a bit of a stack up. The hole before is a par five. So everybody's there. Yeah, I say everybody. There's like 10 or 12, you know, guys around there having drinks. It's in the afternoon. 
This guy gets up. I'm saying hi to one of my buddies. He's playing in the group with the guy about to hit. I don't know the guy. He stands over the ball. So we all, you know, we're laughing, having a good time. Music's playing. But then we quiet down while he's ready to hit. He gets up there. Couldn't have been, I mean, 155. I don't know what he was hitting. He might have been hitting a seven iron or something. Stands over it, wiggles, waggles, looks back, ball, boom, impact. Direct toe shank. The hardest toe shank you've ever seen before. This thing is borderline 90 degrees right. If there was a shot tracker, it just would have been a straight line on the ground going off the screen. Well, there's a house about 15 yards, as you know, right there, backyard, everything, beautiful little home. Smashes into the house. Good news is it did not hit a window, but this thing rips off the house, takes one bounce, headed backwards, one bounce, two bounce. On the third bounce, there's a wall, you know, that separates the property, like the bottom foot or two is like concrete, and then there's the poles going up, so there's little gaps in between the poles. Scoots through a gap in the two poles and pops back out onto grass probably 20 yards behind where he was. So he had 155 from the tee for his first, 175 in for his second on a par three. Don't know I'd ever seen anything like it before. We were dying, rolling on the ground, laughing. It felt kind of bad for the guy because I didn't know him. But honestly, it would have been worse if everyone was just quiet and like, oh, my God. It was also like some crazy shit that you've never seen before. So it was we had a we had a time out there. But that one will stand out to me for forever and ever. Always nice when you have longer for your second shot than your first. From a Barry Bermuda mm-hmm. lot. It was like the alternate shot format modified. So he his partner did not go back into the Bermuda and hit whatever he had from back there. His partner was on but the what green. what if they were stroking? He could have still hearted it out for a three It's possible. Two. I think more or less he just wanted to get the hell off the tee box and have everyone forget that it happened, which we were on our way to forgetting pretty much everything. So that wasn't good news, good news for him. But I do recall that. And I, I've never seen 155 first on a part three 175 second on well i'll tell three. you i forgot to tell you this earlier on sirius xm so one year at the players i was not playing with him but the sixth hole used to have a tree that overhung the tee yes and you had to fly yeah it. yeah you had to send it down you had to fly one. it there was no doubt short par four but that tree's gone now but back then tommy armor got a little steep on one tommy armor third hits the tree goes 20 yards behind him off the tee he has to probably go play that. I uh, the member he, guess, you're, you're like, shut up, I'm up. getting in the cart. We'll figure it out. Uh, it was awesome. <laughs> well, i tell you what, Sleaze. Our guest this week doesn't know much about hitting shots like that. Not right now. Because he is a three-time PGA Tour winner now, a former guest of Golf Subpar. He is back for more. Max Homa joins us. Yeah, had to bring him back. Had to bring him back after the dub, get with Max while we can. He is. You and I are both on the same page here with Max. I think he is poised for a monster we said this before he won and now it looks even better but i think he's poised for a monstrous year president's cup that type of stuff tour championship all that contend in majors that's been kind of his one thing where he hasn't really you know played as well as he would have liked to but uh can't be higher on max homa right now and he's just everyone loves him oh he's just I mean, so much fun to talk him. to he's so positive and former podcast host which we will get into correct which later. is discussed he just set that career aside and now he's just concentrating on which golf. Probably does pay a little better. Got to give that shit up. Concentrate on golf. That's what he did. I like it. All right. Well, before we get to Max Homa, we got to tell you a little bit about Rockform, the, the best. best golf speaker on the planet. You and I use it every single round we play. This thing's unbelievable. Stick it right there on the side of your golf cart. The magnet is so strong, it's not going to go anywhere, no matter what kind of shit you run over out there. But also, my favorite part, Sleaze, the battery life. 24 hours of battery life. So depending on how fast you play, could be five, maybe six rounds of golf without having to do any charging. I used it the entire weekend. I was rock formed up at the AZCC, played it, had it on the entire time, three matches the first day, two the second, then the shootout, never turned it off one time, zero battery issues the whole time. It's the best, and I forgot to charge it, left it in the bag. I didn't even turn it off. I was like, oh, it might be dead. I left it on the entire night. Turned itself off. It was live again the next day. Also, on top of that, if you run into a place where you don't have good reception, there's an optional micro SD card, stores up to 
5,000 songs, so you can still play music if you're out somewhere in the boondocks, you don't have any any service, no sweat, load up your jams on that, you can still fire at it. But this thing, there, there's no runner-up, this thing is just the best. Uh, and it's transfusion-proof. Oh, which you is spill a transfusion which is no nice, problem. Which is a nice feature. The music keeps going, but make sure you go get you a Rockform speaker. We love them. We swear by them. You got to go get them. Go to rockform.com, enter code subpar for 25% off. Once again, that's rockform, R-O-K-F-O-R-M.com. Enter code subpar for 25% off. Also, bonus ball, quickly, we're giving away two rock forms right now. Birdie Juice Rock Forms, mind you. Custom jobs there with the bird on there. You can never lose this thing. It's the best. We're giving away two of those, so keep your eyes on our social media. We'll be telling you how you can uh, have a chance yeah. to win one of those. Make sure you go follow Golf Subpar on Instagram, Twitter, all that, at Colt Nost, at The Sleazy Man. We'll be letting you know how you can get your hands on one of these very exclusive Birdie Juice Rock Forms because they – they're even better than the originals, just because they got our little bird on them. Exactly, dude. Custom job. Custom paint job. Ice cream paint job. All right. Here he is, Max Homa on Golf Subpar. Okay, we got a fan favorite in the house today. Just picked up his third win at the Fortinet Championship. Probably soon to be PIP winner. And uh, Colt, if you look at the FedEx Cup standings currently, guess how many above him? Zero. None. Just Not right now, Max Homa in the building. What's you, up, baby? You called me a fan favorite. I was waiting for you to just call me a fan, you guys. <laughs> we got so. a huge fan. Yeah, yeah. big fan, but no, glad glad to be here. You guys are the best. That's true, dude. Congratulations on all the success. It's been awesome to watch you play. You know, two wins in 2021. It's been incredible. Obviously, the huge one up there at Genesis at Riviera, which we're going to get to. But I was looking back over your career, and you're currently number 31 in the world. Okay, 2017, you were 959. 2018, 843. 2019, 130, end of 2020, 100. So things are getting better. I mean, how good is Max Homa going to get? <laughs> yeah, I got to keep, if I, I, if I keep that trend up, I, I like <laughs> like where we're going. But yeah, you know, it was kind of hard to get a lot lower uh, for me at not, the, the 959 at that point. I was playing some pretty, pretty poor golf. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I guess, a testament to sticking to a plan, making a plan and, and grinding. Um, I've always liked to practice and work hard. I just needed to get on the right track and, and have been. And then the last, you know, year, year uh, and maybe not even a year yet I guess Blackburn's just really helped me kind of in improve that plan maybe and uh, things have just kind of been skyrocketing the last eight months or so yeah I mean 100 in the world is great I mean but 31st I mean that's a whole whole another level it's elite what, yeah what do you <laughs> what did you shit. see as the biggest change to go from 100 you know to 31st in the world two things I mean a lot of mental stuff but really like the physical uh I think precedes it a bit um I saw that what Marcus taught me, like, truly that I'd never learned before is just a lot of wedge stuff. I'm sure you've worked with him on that before and the numbers in which, like, how to flight it and then what your flight needs to be and spin and all that. And I've become, a, I think, like one of the better wedge players on tour. And I don't think I, I was ever bad, but I was never, like, elite from that, from that, those distances inside 100, 120 yards. Um, and then the second part of that plan was to become a better driver of the ball. And I've become a pretty accurate driver for – I'm a slightly above average but um, I'm hitting like maybe two more fairways a day. And then you add the wedges into that and it's a good plan. I know it's different than like how DJ um, did it as far as, you know, he hits it 12 miles and, and when his wedges are good, it's, it's kind of dumb. Right. But it's a, it's almost like a, uh, uh, my friends already call me diet DJ. So it's like a diet DJ version <laughs> of, uh, of that, but that's kind of what it's been. I mean, I can knock a couple more close inside 10 feet sometimes to give me like at Fortnite I hit a lot of wedges very very close and it just feels like you get a freebie here and there if the driver kind of is on and for most of the season I've driven it really really well so yeah when you get on a couple 
shorter golf courses. I just feel like that recipe has really like done done should, good things for me. You just hoop one. No just, yeah, just hoop don't one. even have to putt. Blackbird actually easier. said, quote, you are now a wedge wizard, which is like his highest compliment you can give you with your wedge game it feels good i mean honestly i remember the first time we went and worked on them uh the next week was the mayakoba and um it was the first time i'd gone to his uh i just hired him like a month maybe a month prior at the masters and i went to uh alabama went his uh little thing he's got down there the the studio mm-hmm. and we grinded him for like two days and i really started to feel like i was kind of figuring out what he was talking about and my Kobe, I got. You have a lot of wedges in there if you can keep it out of the uh, the, the the red line Easy. stuff. Don't bring that up. <laughs> yours were yeah, first. That yours was, were your third. What could have been, bro? What could have? <laughs> but I, I, I didn't have Blackburn. Yeah, you didn't have fun. Blackburn. He's the cheat code. So, but yeah, so I got a, on a really hot run there with the wedges on uh, back into Saturday and into Sunday, and I was I just like kept stoning them, and I really saw what uh, that could do for for my golf game. So. Um, that's like the bulk of my practice now. I mean, I don't think I'll ever be a poor, uh, or below average, like mid iron player. That's kind of always been my jam, but I like, I sit there with, you know, the, the launch monitors and just grind wedges all day. And, and then I'll go do the other stuff here and there. But, um, that's just like how I practice now. And it's really fun. Cause it's kind of competitive. You say, I'm gonna hit this one 60, I'm gonna hit it 70, uh, bring it to the tournament and realize like, you can just keep repeating it. And it's just like that. I mean, that's, that's him. And he, he put it in my, in my head. And, um, I've kind of taken the initiative to work on that the most. Cause that's what I'm seeing is like the easiest way to kind of knock down scores. Your golf swing is like a joke watching it, playing <laughs> with you, watching it on TV. It looks perfect, but also you've had like this mental kind of transformation that you had at the beginning of last year. How much would you say, is it a combination of those two things getting better, like with all the physical stuff and then also the mental side, or do you think the mental played just as big of a role? as the physical i think it's it's so hard to quantify mental and that's why i've always had a hard time with it because i see like the tangible evidence of like the wedges hey like <laughs> you're, hitting it, you're closer. hitting it closer the benefit i've had is because the physical has gotten good and the wedges have gotten better and the driving's gotten better is i can have maybe not so good mental weeks and still not get killed i mean i'll, I'll, I'll get 40th or whatever but at least i'm not you know kicking myself out of a golf tournament completely um but i did notice really that back end of the season uh, i've talked to joe uh, my caddy a lot about it and um you know, we didn't have this is our first three weeks off in a row in 2021 since about like Christmas. And I was going to skip the week after Riviera because I wasn't in. So I guess not skip was the wrong word, but I was going to I was going to not get into that WGC at concession end up getting in. And we had a decision to make. I didn't really want to go, honestly. Um, but after talking to Lacey, Mark and Joe, they're like, we got to go. I mean, you know, we're on a on a good run. Uh, it's a big event uh, and went and played great. Got 21st there and then got 10th, I think, at Bay Hill. So it sounded all good and it was all gravy. But then that back end of the season, I was kind of gassed and mentally my head was bad. I, I, I'm sure uh, Joe wanted to kill me at times. I was just not in a good space. And you could see how that was affecting like the grand scheme of a golf tournament. So it was, I wasn't like playing awful, but it, again, because the physical is getting so much better, but it really was pretty clear. We had two weeks off there because uh, didn't make tour championship, got to refresh a little bit and then came out to the Fortinet and I felt like I was in a good mood and I was excited. New season feels like you refresh a little bit and restart. So getting the head back in it definitely is what I think can catapult you like a little, like a higher, like to contention. But um, I do think deep down, I do think the physical is like, that's always going to, you know, that's always kind of going to carry you a little bit at least. Because if you're playing good to start the first night, it's like you're not going to be pissed off right off the jump. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I've always thought your physical game is just it's elite. And once you believe it, you're going to be a world beater. Now that you've won three times, do you believe you're one of the best in the world? 
Yeah, you know, I, I actually am starting to believe. I, I really did start to believe it too after the Genesis. Even it's just, it's still practice for me. I don't know what it is. I just deal with kind of lower uh, self esteem when it comes to golf, and and I don't. It's a, I, I I guess it's a kind of deep in in a way, but like I, I wasn't a world beater in college until my senior year, so it caught late. So I'm now all of a sudden I got catapulted in this category, leaving college with like Justin Thomas. And to me, Justin, my whole time in college and even before he was in college, I mean he was the dude, right? So I don't feel like I, I didn't really feel like I belong there. I should have told myself I did, but I didn't. And then I kind of teeter off and then it's just been a slow grind back. But after the Genesis I really put it in perspective a little more and was like, dude, you just won a golf tour. I played played uh, Saturday uh, and part of Sunday with DJ, who was world number one. When I won Wells Fargo, I played with Rory, who I think was world number one. So I started trying to tell myself. And it's a huge testament to my wife, Lacey, Joe, and Mark, because that's their big thing. I let Mark in. I was like, hey, buddy, I struggle with this. And, I mean, he – he just like wears me out and tries to tell me just like you have Colt. Like he tries to tell me, Hey man, like you're better than you're letting yourself uh-huh. tell you that then you're telling yourself you are. So it's, it's hard for me. That's definitely my biggest uh, difficulty. I have to see the results and I'm trying to start to do it without having to see the results. So that's helping a little bit. Yeah, you, you brought it up. Like the guys you beat, you know, DJ Rory, you played with Rom in Napa. You beat Tony Finau in the playoffs. Like, dude, you belong there. Like, there's no doubt in my mind, like, you're going to be putting the red, white, and blue on and playing at the Ryder Cup. Like, you could have easily been there at Whistling Straits a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think the cool part is, is um, as you start playing better, you get into groups with those guys, like, just Thursday, Friday. I mean, I play with Rory at uh, and Corey Connors at uh, Northern Trust the first two days, and uh, I'm getting into groups where I'm playing with Rom like, a couple of times this year. And, and and even just like people like uh, other just like perennial top thirty players in the world, Kisner and I practice a lot with Charlie Hoffman, who's obviously an amazing golfer, awful awful human, but amazing human or amazing golfer. Um, and so it's like you start to it's almost like I hate I hate bringing this up all the time because it is so different than professional golf. But in college, like when I was kind of the dude for a little bit, like you can look around a range and you're not even tripping about a single person out there. You know who you are and it, when you get to the PJ Tour, I don't know what, it's just so hard to do that. Like, you're looking around at these guys who you've either watched or you are, you know, competing against who just are kicking your ass. And you're like, how am I supposed to have that feeling again? But I'm getting the feeling where I play with the people and I'm not nearly as, like, overwhelmed with it. And that, for me, has been a big confidence boost to be able to just kind of feel like I'm the old me in a, in a, in a way and being like, hey, you know, yeah, you're really good. I'm really good. Like, let's go play you know and that that i don't know for some reason i need to see those tangible things and you said something really cool after the fortnight that i thought was awesome you said like basically on sunday i was looking at the leaderboard like i do and in passive thought who's the guy to beat and for the first time or not for the first time you said this time i'm the guy to beat is that the first time you think you felt like that truly going into a sunday like yo i'm the best guy out here yeah, it was cool. I, I, I again I, I i never really like to say i'm like the best guy but i did know at that point i was the I have won the tournaments most recently. Um, you know, Rom obviously had missed the cut, which helps. That's nice. <laughs> I don't Jump think I'm ever going to yeah. be, you know, like, oh, you know, Rom's up there, but I'm the dude, right? Hey, there's no, more ranking like the points are in there, though. He <laughs> yeah, started the tournament. I was very like, thankful he showed yeah. up. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, like, one of those funny things. Like, I never do it, but on I, I finally – I got off to a – 
you know, I take a lot from what I've heard about Tiger on Sundays of like, just go play, plug along, and then put yourself in that spot. I've heard, I've heard a lot about, you know, Luke Donald said the most frustrating thing about playing with him at Medina when Tiger, I think, won the PGA, his second PGA there, was like, he's somebody asked him what the most impressive thing he did was, and he's like, nothing. He's like, I was the one trying to go out there and win, and he's just hitting the middle of the greens. And I did that for five holes. I hadn't hold a putt yet, but I was playing really well, and I finally hooped one on six for birdie. And Joe and uh, I was playing with Scott Stallings, who's awesome. And they were kind of back behind me all of a sudden talking. And I kind of noticed I was by myself. And I'm walking back to the 7th tee, which is kind of like a, a long walk, like a 100-yard walk. And I remember getting a little spark with that birdie. And I was talking out loud to myself. I was like, eh, you know, I promise you everybody on this leaderboard is wondering what you're doing. Just because at that time, I was the guy who had – like I said, had the most recent success. And for the first, I got like, I gave myself the chill because I was like, for the first time, I'm thinking that again. I'm thinking like, okay. And whether that's true or false didn't matter. It's like, I believed it. So I was like, okay, if I can keep plugging and get myself really close to Mav, because he was just like not backing down. But once once I passed Leishman's name on the board who had already finished and it was, it felt like it was just me and Mav, um, that's when I like clicked that, Hey, okay. You know, Maverick, I think is a tremendous golfer. I think he's going to win a lot. I think he is somebody that could be on Ryder cup teams. He's been great since, you know, birth basically, but he hasn't won yet. And I was, you know, kind of telling myself, you've won twice, you know, what it takes to win a golf tournament. So how about we go be that guy and, um, and just keep plugging and plugging and plugging kind of like how it happened at, at the Genesis. Is that a different feeling that back nine, the way you were talking to yourself than you had at Riv back in February? Yeah, um, it, it was really interesting. The one at, at Riv um, was wild. I've been fortunate to be clo get close with Fred Couples, who is just a legend, and he's had some success at Riviera. Just a little bit. And uh, on Friday, I think it was, Friday morning or Friday afternoon, I think he texted me. He said something. He's like, hey, because uh, I played well on the West Coast so, uh, you know, prior to that, and he was like, you know, there's one guy on this leaderboard that's been kind of playing some really consistent golf he's like it's you so he's like don't think you need to go out there and do something crazy he's like pick up a stroke of nine he goes i know sam's out in front but he's like pick up a stroke of nine and just keep being there like keep just stay stay around and see what happens and i've taken that a lot and and you know to, to the fortnet i was like just keep pick up a stroke half a stroke in your head like every few holes and like keep plugging along and doing that so it's like i feel like i had a plan and it didn't feel it, it didn't feel too different than revere in that but i did feel a lot more comfortable um and i felt like i said like i felt like i i had been there and i knew what the feelings were and i i was nervous but i never really felt that nervous and i i just felt like i had this understanding of what i needed to do the difference was i felt like at revere i played about the best round i've ever played in my life and at the Fortnet, I felt like I was just playing golf. And that was the difference. I didn't think in my head, oh, you're on a heater. Let's run with this heater. It was like, dude, you are playing good. Just keep playing good. And, and I had played well in that back nine the prior uh, day. So I was like, okay, this is where, you know, everybody catches their flow on a golf course, different spots. And, and mine hadn't been the first four or five holes, but it had been those last nine. And I just kind of stuck with that, uh, that, that mental, uh, there, that mindset. Yeah, it was a pretty, pr pretty good weekend, 65-65. <laughs> No big deal, but we Whatever. mentioned 31 in the world. You know, I think you now believe you you can be one of the elites in the game. If you look at this U.S. Ryder Cup team, eight of the top ten were Americans. I th feel like, you know, the, the top ten in the world is a big jump. 
What's it going to take for Max Homa to be a top 10 player in the world? Yeah, we've looked at strokes gain stuff now. Mark, Mark did. Uh, he, he ran a, a something with Mark. Yeah, he is a big golfer. I am too. That's <laughs> he problem. said that, actually. Yeah, Joe yeah. makes fun of us all the time. Oh, we're these big dorks. But, I mean, these dorks are doing all right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, we, you know, we've looked at some of the numbers he presented to me. I think he ran it by uh, Mark Brody, who fortunately uh, has given us some info. And he, you know, obviously a legend, invented the strokes game. But So I see some stuff. Um, my short game's still not quite up to snuff. It's getting better. Uh, but really seeing the, uh, you know, the I made a jump from like 15 to 25 feet this year in putting, but my inside 10 feet went down. So it's just like picking up little strokes strokes there. Uh, and then just the slight consistency of like one more fairway day is going to give me one more wedge from the middle of the fairway a day. And that's where I, I've been pretty good. So, um, yeah, it's just stuff like that. But it's it's hard. You know, the higher you get up the, the world ranking, the, the smaller the margin is. Um, so it's hard to make make jumps. Mm-hmm. Everyone's really freaking good. I watched that Ryder Cup uh, as both like a fan and someone who's like trying to sneak his way on in there. And you look, your, look at those 12 guys, and you're like, damn, like who's the guy you gotta, you're got you going to pass? Like that's a hard – that was a tall task. It's a very intimidating thing. But knowing that, you know, playing is what's gotten me – jumping from 959 as you said to 31 so that plan is just gonna i'm gonna keep riding that plan until you know i do make that team yeah you mentioned those 12 guys it's like hey you guys just want to draw straws to see who sits out like <laughs> yeah. i mean it's a joke you can put any of them out there you could do i mean you know harris english finau uh scheffler uh, I, th- I, w- I think those were the f- probably final three picks, unless I'm Burger. missing somebody. Burger. I mean, like, they're stallions, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, Scheffler goes out there and plays world number one. Best player we've probably seen besides, like, or since DJ and Tiger. I mean, like, just he goes out there and kind of, you know, he, he Rom didn't lose. Scheffler went out there, birdie five of the first yeah. six against the guy. And it's like, damn, I got to go past that guy. I got to go past, you know, Harris and, and Finau and Burger. Like, these guys are amazing. But the thing is, is, like, you know, I like that challenge, I guess. Um, and, and, you know, the goal would be to be an automatic pick and not have to make, you know, next captain, <laughs> you know, sit one of us out. So that's that's what I'm trying to do. Obviously, you know, making a Ryder Cup team is a huge goal of yours. But I know major championships are as well. And if you look at your record, you know, I don't want to be negative or anything. But like this past yeah, year, you were playing some great golf and you missed the cut in three of the four majors. You know, the Open Championship, I believe, you finished tied for 40th. Is it something like, do you change your approach going into majors do you psych yourself out what is it that's a great question colt well said yeah. well said colt. i like that <laughs> um yeah you know it's super frustrating i don't get it uh, i've missed both the cuts of the masters by one and i was coming in playing really well to both um you know u.s open uh, i i played awful the first day i played well the second day and then kind of just choked as hard as you can choke uh, Kiowa came in playing great. Uh, my, my caddy Joe did take a hiatus that week to, to play a, don't uh, worry that will get brought <laughs> up when he sits down with yes, us here please. shortly. Yes. <laughs> uh, but no, but it's like, it, it has been really frustrating, but what was cool was the last major, major of the year, the open championship, you know, <laughs> obviously it wasn't like in my little camp, it wasn't a, a mystery. I was frustrated, but I do feel like part of the, um, I had a drink so long I had to burp. <laughs> Get it out. Don't answer. worry about that. Uh, I, I was so frustrated, but in like a, in like an optimistic way, I guess. I, I knew the game was plenty fine to play majors. My game, honestly, ball striking wise, should tailor yeah. the major championship. So it was kind of silly, but I think I just was. I put way too much pressure on it because I hadn't had any success in them, and you know, I think my previous best finish was like 68th or something place at the PGA at Bethpage. So it's like I, I just like I was just kind of 
irking to like play better in them. And it's like, man, just go do the normal stuff you do. It's just a harder golf course. You don't need to over analyze. You don't need to over prep. And then the open this year was, uh, it was the worst, worst uh, start you could imagine for somebody going through that uh, thought process. But I hit it, <laughs> it right on one. Uh, got the worst lie seen on TV or in any practice round. Tried to hack it out. Went about eight feet. I was trying to hack it to the fairway. Went like eight feet into another bush. Hacked that one across the fairway. And I looked at Joe and I'm like, we are eight minutes in. And I looked at him and I said, I'm going to cry. This is a nightmare. I'm playing. I was playing so good those first three days practicing. And I was like, oh, my God. I make this like great double. Joe told me, looking back, he goes, you should have fist pumped the double bogey putt because it was a really good double. And I went like 20-something holes without a bogey. So, like, I settled myself. I, I didn't over analyze I didn't freak out and I know 40th isn't great but after that start for me like the way my brain works like it was a really good event and I started to at least see like hey buddy you don't need to freak out that it's a major yeah. you don't need to over overdo it like just go act like it's another event as far as the prep goes obviously we all know it's 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 bigger but as far as the prep goes do the same stuff you always been doing don't overwork yourself and like let's just go out and play some golf it's easier said than done though yeah. until you get into a bunch of them and 100%. play a bunch of them like it's easy to say there's still golf it's still me versus the golf course but then you get out there and it, it feels different just like anything else guys step on the first tee of the Ryder cup and they're going crazy they can barely get the ball on the tee it's still golf but i feel like you just have to go through it a bunch of times before you kind of start to play to your potential. That's the silly part about like getting 40th again, 40th nowhere near contention, but that was like a big for me, like building block. Like I made that cut on Friday and saw Mark right after. And I was like, did it like, okay, check one box done. And then get to go play. Even talking to Joe about it. Like I was like, I just wanted to play four rounds in a major to keep practicing what major championship golf is and like feel the feeling i know it's not quite the same but feel the feeling of walking up uh on uh, you know on 18 at, at on the final hole of a major and being like okay this is what it's going to feel like when we get there someday when it does matter a lot more than it does now and starting to like see it a little bit but it's such like a like you said it's, it's so much easier said than done but you have to do something at some point to like break down that wall and i felt like Oddly enough, like a made cut was like I broke down a small piece of the wall. When you could have been four over after one, that's pretty good. <laughs> really, I honestly thought I was going to make a 10, yeah. so I was stoked. By the way, have I not taught you anything? Our cocktail waitress, producer Mark, just brought us around to drinks in here, and you didn't give me give tip him at all. I, oh, I didn't. Oh, well, Colt, oh, I want to bring this up. Mind. I'm starting to do this with the rookies, by the way. I'm teaching them something you taught me. Colt, Colt told me that, so when we eat, you know, in dining, uh, player dining, um, <laughs> <laughs> when we great. eat in player dining, um, you know, we have these awesome, awesome free food for us. And like, we got these waiters and waitresses that are so great. And, you know, you tip them, you know, either every day or, you know, throughout the week. Right. And sometimes if like, I don't have cash all, all week. Cause I probably lose on like Tuesday <laughs> to somebody, probably Taylor Gooch or something. So I, uh, you know, he, he always, he told me, he's like, if you don't have cash, if somebody else tips and you're the last one at the table, just take their like little 10 bucks and put it in front of your plate. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they get any less money. But it makes, it makes them think it that it's like, yours. It makes it look like they're the scumbag. <laughs> so his my favorite story he's got is he he convinced Bryson one time to uh, tip a hundred bucks, yep. and then Bryson got up, he moved it in front of his chair. So I <laughs> try to tell the young bucks. Really nice. yeah. My name's Colt Nose, by the way. <laughs> Bryson sucks. It's great. <laughs> hey man, you know I wasn't that great at the game, but no. I can teach a lot of people. Nice a lot of nine, dude. It's, it's genius. The pros. That's good shit.
<laughs> All right. Well, let's get more. Do you have five bucks? What's up? Tell me more about Joe. Because you mentioned him. You're the best boss in the world. You gave him the week off to go pursue his career. But tell me more about Joe. Because every time you play good or every time you win, you're always bringing up Joe. I think that's really cool about you. You're quick to give credit to other people. Tell us just in your own words, like your relationship with Joe and why you think he's one of the best. Yeah. I mean, there's I could go on forever. But I'll say, like, before you guys grill him, which you should. Oh, uh, it's happening. <laughs> I'll say this. And I've told him this since day one when we worked together in 2013 he will always be my friend before like this is like some employee employer type thing i wanted him to go play that that's what people don't understand like gary Williams was giving him all kinds of shit and it's funny i laugh <laughs> it's funny but i was like man i want joe to go experience like he got to play a usga golf tournament they're awesome and it's like i wanted him to go do that could it have been a better week potentially <laughs> like, maybe <laughs> we could say that but i was happy he was there i got to work with bones which is like the coolest opportunity Ever as a kid, I could not never have dreamed of a cooler thing to do, play a major championship with Bones as my caddy. Um, so, like, that's that's my relationship with him. I want him to have the best life he could possibly have. And if that's working with me, that's great. If it's not, that's great, too. Like, I really have no hard feelings to anything he decides to do. Um, but I, I think that our relationship is, is, is rock solid because of how much I respect him and trust him. The dude is an amazing golfer. Like, you guys have both played with him. He's an amazing golfer, but he has insanely good golf feel uh, when he doesn't have a club in his hand. I mean, he, he, the, the shot I made on uh, 12 at the Fortinet for Eagle, like, he, you know, when the, I told him that week, I said, when the courses get firm, you, your like brain gets bigger or something. It would even pop out of maybe, maybe not closest thing. It could still still fit. It'll rattle around. Um, but at least it'd be like a skinny jeans, you know, it'd be a tight fit. Uh, but like, he just like, you know, we're talking about it and like he, you know, he, he'll, he'll ask me what, what do I think the lie is going to do? Cause it's hard if you don't get in there. I'm like, all right, it's going to, you know, I think it's going to come out knuckly high and I'm just giving him like the bare minimum I can give him. And he's like, I think it needs to land 84. And we got up there and it landed 83 yards and went right in the middle of the hole and that's why i told uh you know wood like i was like dude joe's a genius like he just he i don't know how he does it he's got the feel i think that caddying so much from the outside looking in is like oh your caddy reads greens really well and i'm like yeah but i think we all read greens really well i think it's really hard the harder part is managing the person and then managing the golf shots and like what he just he's a we play golf completely different he hits it so short and like kind of like he doesn't hit a lot of shots. He hits his shot a lot. And for me, I work the ball a lot into the greens. And if the wind's off the left and I'm going to hit a draw seven iron, he can tell me, hey, I think that's only going to go X amount of yards. It's going to go five shorter. And it's like, how do you do that when you don't play golf like this? And that's the stuff that Joe, it's like the intangible. I really feel like I have, uh, you know, at least a shot advantage every week. I have Joe on the bag just because I don't think that a lot of caddies have that in their head. They probably do some things better than Joe. But for me, what I need, it's like he's he's as good as it gets. That's yeah. why he's got the course record at that course y'all grew up on. He does, that's man. Yeah, the kid's got the wedges back dialed. There just spend a week until you get Bro, I have tried. Really? <laughs> what is it? It's 19 on a par 27. So you shot eight Ooh, under. That's, that's you're going to need a couple hoopies probably. It's a tough. Uh, what's funny is, too, and he knows it is, my uh, first time Lacey, uh, my wife, now wife, came to my hometown, Valencia, she asked me, so it's not some nerdy thing. She It's a little nerdy. <laughs> but she asked me, hey, take me to the golf course you grew up at. And uh, she's like, she always told me she's this great putter. She's awful. <laughs> awful putter. And the reason being is that day I go out there, we played nine holes and I hit it inside of six feet like nine times. And I was like, by the seventh or eighth hole, I mean, I'm like, oh my God, I wasted a day because I let her putt all my putts for me so we could have this like cute date. That was my day. Oh. I wasted it not in a bad way. I ended up Thanks, getting married to the woman. And, your wife, and now God. it's awesome. So 
but you know, so we trade off. Joe gets the course record. I get a, I get my awesome wife. You get so. a great wife. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. But by the way, I'm gonna ask Joe when we does sit down. Um, I got a big, big member guest April seventh to tenth. See if he maybe wants to. Yeah, that's a good off. part. That's a dangerous partner, buddy. You got to keep him off the well, white claws. The Masters as well. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that is the week. Yeah. Nope, he's <laughs> out. He's out. I will I promise you. Yeah. First, bro. This Let him have huge. a good week. We're we're. Let him have a week. I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> and I got one. No, it's hold on. The US it's Open. about Joe. No, I'm kidding. But with Joe still, <laughs> say you're out of the picture. Like something happens, and he's got to go find a new bag. If he could pick anyone on the current PGA Tour, who would Joe pick? Smart your opinion. If he's smart, he picked John Ross. <laughs> yeah, that'd be important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who I think he would pick? Uh, Xander, I think. They're yeah. really good friends. Uh, Xander ain't getting rid of Kai's anytime soon. That's a pretty good gig, uh, too. Hey, hit it right off that. Yeah, See that stick? Yeah. Just move it you right can there. literally make any 50-footer you yeah. look at. So all he's got to do is put him on the green. I think he'd love to work with Xander. Uh, they're really, really close. Um, you know, Joe basically introduced me to Xander as like a, a friend, and, um, you know, he, he's been around him a lot. So I think they would be actually a really good team. But, like, a, I think Xander's doing all right. So. Yeah. By the way, doesn't Joe team up with Xander and play Phil and Charlie Hoffman out in California quite a he, bit? He he's taken so much off of uh, Charlie yes. with Xander that I think it, he would have finished like 120th on the FedEx. Does Charlie this year. have anyone left to gamble with anymore? <laughs> no, Xander I mean, shut him yeah, down. Griner's yeah. fleecing him. Who's he got left? He's, he just plays me basically on the road, <laughs> which is pretty lucrative, I guess. Oh, that's pretty good. That's also, by the way, the week you gave him off, which being the best boss in the world that you are, it's also pretty cool. Like, uh, kudos to you feather in your hat that bones would be willing to get on the he, he's not going to caddy for anybody out there dude it, it felt it felt really good to well it was funny it was the story is funny because the way it was presented to me was hey if i qualify for this four ball it's during the week of the charles schwab and i said no worries like i'll find somebody else it's not a big deal and then we found out that one of my best friends steven was getting married that week and joe's pumping his fist like hell yeah i'm not missing anything i was in the wedding so i was like i'm not gonna play anyways and then we're getting closer and closer, and all of a sudden I get a phone call from uh, Joe, and he's like, hey, I fucked up. <laughs> I did the dates wrong. It starts the weekend of the Charles Schwab, but it's during the week of the PGA. But don't worry, I got a caddy for you. Me and Scott hooked it up. Bones is going to caddy for you. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting an upgrade. Like, yeah, this ain't a, so bad. Month, <laughs> yeah, you got anything else time, next yeah. week? Uh, so, but it was it was – so cool that Bones would even do it. I mean, the yeah. guy is a legend, one of the best caddies that's ever carried a, a bag. I mean, he's got more majors than I could think of even, like, competing in, let alone winning. He's a, he's just a, a, a beast, and getting to experience that time uh, with him was amazing. And the, the part Joe will never tell you, but the, the part that this will, you know, speak volumes about the guy – uh, and the friend Joe is, is, you know, Joe's first thing, uh, I think when somebody was making the joke, Scott maybe texted him on the side and was like, hey, you know, you nerve, you know, jokingly, you nervous, you know, Max going to take, you know, like bones more than you. And he's like, no, I really hope that Max sees something bones does that's better than what I do. And he could kind of uh, tell me what it is and we could get better. I'm like, dude, wow. Joe is just wow. like, he's that's just a, a legend. Confident man. man. We, Did you ever hit it in the trees? We definitely bones? won't. Yeah. <laughs> you ever hit in the trees with bones? Like, hey, I think I'm just going to punch out. And he was like, holy shit. <laughs> Are you serious? I love you. I've never heard that. Well, the bummer life. was on our second <laughs> hole. I had to lay up or I didn't have to, I guess. If you look at Phil, I didn't have to lay up, but I decided to lay up and I laid it up right in the shit. So uh, I, I think he was so not used to laying up yeah, that he like, didn't. Like, what, what does this sure, mean? It's 310. If you hit a perfect hook right through this by is the leg, driver you can get off the deck. The yeah, rough, he chopped down. Worst on case, it. you just drop. And you just add one. It's not a problem. Yeah, but no, he uh, he 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 was great. I, it is really cool. I mean, the even just like the prep with Bones was so different. Like that's why I told Joe is like just the way he looks at holes was really interesting. Obviously, being with Phil, it's a little more aggressive. But just the way he like talked it through and had a. 
I, I don't really ever care if anyone's right or wrong so much, but I like when somebody has like a, a thought that they've come up with. They're like, this is like the strategy I see. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be right. I just appreciate like, hey, okay, you're looking out for like what we're going to do over 72 holes to win the golf tournament. You, did you put any extra pressure on yourself knowing you had a legendary caddy like bones on your side? A little bit, honestly. And when I first started working, or sec- the second time I worked with Joe, he had been working with Chapel for a while. And like, I felt a lot of pressure. Uh, and I even told him that after a couple, a week or two, I was like, man, like you've now seen what like winning is on the PGA Tour. You've seen what top 10 or 20, whatever Kev got to in the world is. You've been in groups with DJ and Jason Day at the top of his game. Like world number one golf is. And like, I was like, man, like it's intimidating. And <laughs> Bones is even... 10x that right i mean he's been with phil he's played with tiger like so it was a little nerve-wracking but um he doesn't like bones is such a good dude he doesn't like let you feel like that so it kind of washed away pretty quickly yeah he's about as nice as it i mean you can just lay sod over your first time it's fine (laughs) it's fine you'll be i've seen phil make 12 (laughs) (laughs) exactly he's seen it all but he also like he just would never he's not like a judgy guy you know Subject change. Where do we stand on this PIP standings? I got a huge a issue with question. this damn thing. I There's no too. rules. There's no standings. No one knows. It. You're the guy that everyone thinks of. Golf, Twitter. You're the first name that comes to mind. What happens at the end of the year if they're like, okay, it's all done. We paid it out. And you are not. You don't have any direct deposit. I, I would promise you I'm not getting a direct deposit from this thing. How do you I, know? I am, I am a frustrated. I don't know, but I know. <laughs> I am frustrated with the fact that there's no like list. Uh, yeah, this is such this a is good bullshit. idea. If there was like a presentation at least of who won um so i don't get it i know for a fact i'm not winning because obviously jim herman's winning yeah, um, jim so herman doesn't win you're, yeah it's, you're at least it's a fraud top five i'm at least i i, I definitely Hermie, am not there if it was just social media i'd be second to herm and then but yeah I, it's just not it's just not the whole what? thing is presented it, it, the whole thing pr- was presented because people don't read real well that it's social media only but it's like q rating and all that stuff so it's like i'm not it's going to go to the it's, 10 best players in the world, basically. Yeah, but it's why shit. are they not letting you know who wins? Like, they announced that here's $40 million we got laying around. We're going to give out to these guys. And then, oh, by the way, we're not going to tell you who won. Yeah. Can they just give 40 to Tiger? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's basically what they're trying to here's do. My they have even played this year. Yeah. And they should. Win. He's here's giving us all money. Here's my kid. Yeah. Pay me $40 million. Yeah. Here's a new sport. What are the rules? Don't worry about it. Hey, how do we find out who wins? Don't worry. We'll let the guy who won know. That's you the won't okay. know. How but... does the world know? We don't ever release the score. Cool. Sounds like a great game. I'm Sign not a up. huge fan of the, the, uh, the execution of the thing. Uh, the idea is great. The execution, is, I'm, not a, uh, I'm not a big fan of. What did you think that when they first announced it, like, hey, here comes this new program, it basically goes to the most popular people on social media? Were you like, oh, boy. Well, uh, Joe, I read, about Joe, to change, buddy boy. We're about to retire. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I I, uh, I really, I, like I said, I'm like pretty good at reading, so I read through how the thing's going to work, and I had a feeling like this, this is going to be fun for people like me and Hermie and Joel and Harry Higgs and all these guys to like, use for, like, to have funny jokes on Twitter, but it's not. This wasn't for us, man, and it shouldn't be for us. It should be for the guys who's bringing in uh, – money for us like we're making it on the side people just don't get it like i'm yeah. making more money in these golf tournaments because of the 10 guys who will get this uh pip money i'd almost have less issue with it if they said hey top 10 americans at the end of the year we're giving you money you guys Why american americans? needle 
Whatever, whoever. <laughs> Why's it got to be America? Yeah, that was kind of weird. Stay in America, you know, <laughs> xenophobia. The economy, all that, stuff. Jeez, that was a little aggressive. Xenophobic. Yeah, just so like, you. So tell me why you hate John Rom. <laughs> where do I start? Well, we definitely know he doesn't hate John Rom. Do we do we not. He does not hate John Rom. <laughs> well, here we My go. God. Jealousy. Bring I can't believe you played with us the other day. We, we didn't even say I John wasn't going to be in the Rom group. Was joining us. That's <laughs> okay, now that makes a lot more sense. And look what happened, bro. Got your mind right. Win. You did, yeah. And we tied, which was. Tie. Well, well, let's. You know, we, we've had Justin Thomas on. He talks about after he wins, he treats himself to something nice. You've won twice in 2021. You treated yourself to anything nice? Has <laughs> some Bud Lights. That's very nice. It's I didn't. Uh, too. It's my favorite thing. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get anything nice. I, I had some really fun dinners with my friends. Uh, I really enjoy. Um, I don't like a lot of things. I really enjoy uh, like experiences with my buddies. Uh, so got to have some some cool dinners. Uh, you know, I, I'm going flying home. I guess I'm treating myself. I'm flying home next week to Valencia. To I haven't seen my mom or sister in a while, so I'm gonna go see them. But I'm going to a, a Dodger game. Stoked on that. I will say I got free tickets, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the the, uh, the trip is like my little gift to myself. How'd you get the tickets? Just who gave you those? Texas somebody I knew. Oh yeah, yeah buddy, are you gonna pile on with Rom? Why don't you go ahead and drop that name? I ain't gonna drop a name. Oh, okay. You think the Lakers will be any good this year? I mean. They got a lot of experience. They got a lot of experience. Come on. Team Europe, they got a bunch of over 40-year-old guys. (laughs) Come on. They're going to be great. Melo's the man. Yeah, Melo, Russell Westbrook's great. Yeah, I love it. Everyone's rooting for you. Why don't y'all get MJ to come out of retirement and come play a little bit? He could still probably get 20. what did he want come on over? (laughs) Jesus, it's disgusting. Oh, wow. You mentioned a European. That was really kind of you. Oh, wow. Let's just try to create a narrative here. Well, let's get back to a couple of Americans because I want to know from the PGA Tour perspective. You know, Very pro-American podcast. Yeah, so <laughs> goes to one rider right cup. cup dude. what do you want us yeah, to we're do we're still very patriotic yeah dude. but obviously you know the brooks bryson thing that's been going on all year now there's talks of them having a match <laughs> in vegas but then they were hugging at the rider cup is this thing real from y'all's perspective is it fake is this just a money grab? What do you think's going on? I'm just as confused as everybody. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I really enjoyed it for sure in the beginning. I mean, this stuff was hilarious. I was playing with uh, some guys at Memorial when the Brooksy thing. Uh, I don't know if I get fined for saying that, but the no. Bro- when the Brooksy thing first began, and I mean, it was funny. Obviously, seeing seeing him get harassed is not funny. Um, but like just the whole like video that came out was like, man, these guys really are at least Brooks is really like coming at this guy. Yeah. And it's just entertaining. I told the guys we were playing with, we all said like, at least it's not us is getting, you know, you don't want to get <laughs> like, you know, the shit brought at you by Brooks. Like I, he has a big following. He's like, you know, kind of the tough guy on tour. Like he's an intimidating dude. So as long as it's not me, I was okay with it. I think it's getting a little bit, um, this week was good. I think it was getting a little like drawn out yeah. and played out just because I don't, none of us get it. I guess, or at least I don't get it. So, like, I was just, like, lost. And I don't like being lost. And it's like, what do you expect to happen? They're not going to fight on the range or anything. Is this going to be this back and forth on Like, Twitter? if they like fought, I'm all in. There was never, like, a climax in the story. It was just, like, they just stopped, They started not liking each other. They publicized it. And then, okay, then it kind of... Yeah, like, it would have been really good if, like, on Monday, Brooks just restarted, like, reignited it after I the think, hug. Well, I re-hate you. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they need to now because, you know, this started back in May at the PGA. And, you know, there's these matches going on here and there. And now the rumor is they're going to be a part of one. And they're going to get seven figures to go play. But, no, I mean, now now there's rumors of them going to Vegas, you know, in, in the end of November. They're going to be playing a match against each other and making seven figures. So is this like 
hey, you know what? If we act like we hate each other, people are going to want us to play golf and pay us a lot of money. I mean, if that's what they were doing, respect, super respect to Bryson for then dealing <laughs> yeah. with all of this. Because, you know, like I, like everybody knows, you, you know Brooks. Like Brooks is like the cooler dude out there. He's got the whole Barstool family behind him, which is, you know, it's a rowdy mm. crew. I, I've, I've gotten to know him. Like you get a lot of – Hopping on that you, train. You get a lot of like love from it. And so all of a sudden Brooks is kind of – or uh, Bryson's under fire. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, it, if that was their ploy, it worked <laughs> it's it an awesome genius plan so uh, you can't knock knock the hustle but um like i said if, if i had a little bit more clarity as to why they didn't like each other i think point. i'd be yeah. all in but the, i don't no one knows i even origin what was the day one like the, everything's fine it all started back and in the playoffs we, last year like there was a slow play thing a slow yeah play but is that like, it? say it to my face and brooks goes up says something and that was the end of it then all of a sudden he walks behind him at the pga <laughs> that was great and brooks freaked out that was awesome. and now all of a sudden they hate each other and I was all in if Brooks's roll his eyes thing that like famous video um, if it was about like Bryson's metal spikes because I hate metal spikes <laughs> and you could hear him like click clacking his way right through his if, the, if he just said I hate that he wears metal spikes I'd be like this is a beef I can get behind <laughs> yeah, <I'm with> you. <laughs> but I like never got maybe it is I just never got the clarity on it yeah who knows maybe they'll uh, it'll come to fruition here in this uh, maybe this they'll fight potential <laughs> potential match. That well, how about may this match? Or may so, not be brewing. So this match that may it's it's Bryson versus Brooks potentially like, happening. How exciting is this match going to be if they just play golf and don't talk to each other? Like they got to do something. Would it be that much worse than the corny jokes we hear during the match? Good point. I might. I I would do it. They say no words. Chuck's in the booth. You get in the booth. You guys just like start joining in with Chuck. I'd so, be in. Yeah, I'm great. Because Brooks not a big talker anyways. I no. don't really expect him to just light up the mic up there. And we saw Bryson in the matchup in Montana. And he's not going to have Phil there to lead that whole charge. Well, yeah, this could be it could be better. Might. Tell him they got the mics on, turn them off. That's exactly what I'm going to watch. And though. then just watch Charles and you guys just banter. <laughs> if it does, in fact, happen. Big if, if it does We'll happen. see what happens. Big if. All right, should we get to the E9? Yeah, let's do it. This is going to be called the Emergency 9, yeah. Max. You know about this. Please give me the name. I've been thinking of this since you asked me if I come on, and you're going to like my answer if you ask the normal one you ask. Oh, oh. about we switch now. Yeah, switching so we, lives. We oh, I listen. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. All right, well, let's, let's get to it. Today. You can trade <laughs> lives. Ask something random. This is going to make a laugh. 12 times 20. Oh, God, I don't know what's about to happen. 69. You can trade lives with anyone. Dead or alive, be them for a day. Who's it going to be? Doug McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> that is well said. Dougie, Dougie McDermott. Me, yeah, and Cole, me and Colt ran into him at a hot chick and then hung out with him for like a whole night. Um, and it was so funny because I'm a huge fan of his and just all basketball. And we're sitting around and he said something to, to Colt, I think, about uh, – you tell a story. He said something well, about like we trading there. lives. And he's like, God, he goes, I'm so happy right now. Like I'm hanging out with Max Homa and Colt knows I'm just a golf nerd. I love it so much. He's like, I'd kill to change lives with you. I'm like, didn't you just sign with the Spurs? And he's <laughs> cool. like, yeah. I was like, I was like uh, what would you sign for? He's like, three years, 40, 41 million. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you don't want to trade lives with us, bud. Especially not me. No, let's do it. Let's swap it out. He goes, yeah, but 40's guaranteed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's only 40. I got to earn that extra one. Yeah. I like looked it up and I was like, you know, Justin Thomas has made like 42 million. <laughs> like yeah. the, the, one of the best covers in the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah. Doug. Not about all that. Like he's supposed to be coming back to Scotland good. before the season yeah. starts. I saw the picture, by yeah. the way. He looked like he's slimmed up. I could barely recognize Dude, he's him. He's so tall. McBucket. I'm not he's a huge so NBA tall. guy. Like, I mean, I, I watch, but like people are taking pictures with him. I'm like, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> yeah, girls bought him drinks. That yeah. never happens. Yeah, he no. sent me the text. It was like, Doug says hi. And I was like, Cool. Tell Dougie. What's <laughs> Tell, up? Who the fuck's Doug? I'll be your Doug. 
now I love him. He was him. our Doug. Yeah. He's yeah. my Doug now. The great right, dude, next though. One. I'm actually surprised this wasn't your answer, Max, because my next question is, you're basically a rapper now because you're hanging out with Mike Studd all the time. <laughs> if you it's were, just Mike now, it's man. Just Mike. Oh, it's just Mike. If you were a rapper, what would your stage name be? Oh, God. Just Max? You guys go just tour? Max, yeah. Yeah, I need I to piggyback on somebody because my skills, they're just not it. Uh, so, yeah, just Max uh, would work. Max Dot would work. Uh, Max I don't, Dot? I don't think i don't think i'd have a whole lot of uh creative ideas i but see i think if you're a rapper you get a team around you little max you little, just put a yeah, little in front little, of it yeah you're, you're, big, you're like yeah yeah, probably, yeah big max little, big max that's not bad Lax, all right bonus question lax max lax max yeah. bonus question, since your best pals do you know mike studd's real name yeah mike sander Okay, you do. Super fan. There you go. <laughs> I was. I was. If it listens, it's like, oh, nine. I got it. I got it. The whole yeah, thing dialed. He's in. He's all the way in. All right. You got it right. <laughs> he's awesome. He God, is I awesome. I saw him. I uh, like his stuff. I but... saw him for Cody's birthday on uh, Sunday, and he's just he's just legend. Whatever you want to, yeah, things whatever go, you want to say about well for him. Things going all right. Send it back with just Mike. Yeah. Hey, you want to? I brought the chug buds for you guys. You guys got to bust them out at some point. Try them. Yeah, see how it goes. Be. Yeah. Okay, it seems like you would enjoy them. <laughs> it works for anything you want. Yeah, anything you put in there, it'll, it'll <laughs> work. Just string them faster. <laughs> but, I mean, what a life he lives. I mean, you're an incredible singer. You make a lot of money. Girls kind of like he's you. He's awful looking, though. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he doesn't have that. He's, he's out not of shape. Built. He doesn't have the build. <laughs> All right. Like. Next one. Better victory celebration after you win. Genesis or Napa? Probably Genesis. <laughs> they were very similar. Uh, um, Bevy. It's such golf is such a bummer that like we finish tournaments on Sundays. <laughs> There's a not a point. lot going. There's this is it is good living here. This is the only city that still turns it up on a Sunday. Yep. So it was still fun, but Genesis was cool, man. Like Graham held a Bevy open for a while. Uh, all the boys were there, um, and it was it was. A lot of beers. It hurt. I had a really rough weekend before that, and then you went. I'm like, please tell me he's just going to Florida. Please tell me before you're like, hey, I'm going to Bevy. I'm like, fuck. All right, we, we here we turned, go. We turned it up. at midnight on a Sunday. Yeah, like, ah, you can still go though. You, you can still, still go. go. That was a fun one. That was a uh, plus. Just like that tournament means everything to me. So I was already on cloud nine, and we were drinking a lot before we got there, and then just kept it going. Smart move. All right, next one. You're a proud Cal Berkeley Bear. Earned your degree in covered the spread against TCU. <laughs> Yeah, we suck. <laughs> Don't bring that up. We're done. I lost skillet. this shitbag team, too. I'm having a rough go. Dude. Don't pile on my frogs right now. All right. You earned your degree in consumer behavior. Uh, I would like you to please explain the most basic principle of consumer behavior to Colton I, because we did not major in that. Um, well, it's just sociology. So it's just an understanding of like how, how, how do consumers <laughs> behave? Would you say it just depends the time of year. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, you, you course. study the market, you yeah. see what the consumers are, you know, buying what they're not buying. Uh, so it's just like a prediction thing. That was much that's better good. than Gary's answer that's about good. sociology. A lot of buzzwords there that he cracked open. <laughs> I just, that's I study. That dictates everything. What's the what's the uh, what's what season is it? Yeah. Oh, we're Christmas, buying coats in winter. Yeah. All right, you got it. All right, well, Tour, you're a very popular guy. You got a lot of friends out there, but I feel like you're about to piss a few of them off. Okay, Thursday, Friday, you play in threesomes. You get to pick the two other players you're going to play with, but you have to play with them the entire season on Thursday and Friday. Who are those two players going to be? Uh, Rory and uh, Taylor Gooch. Wow, Joel Damon. Oh, no, no. I was almost going to say not Joel Damon. (laughs) (laughs) Not Joel Damon. Don't jump ahead. We may be getting to Joel here momentarily. (laughs) Oh, good. Not not Joel is the answer. That's quite the the group, Rory and Gooch. Yeah. I I honestly really get along with Rory. I mean, it's not like I, like, have his number or anything, but, like, every time I play with him, I think he – 
I, we saw the interview this week at, at, at the Ryder Cup, mm-hmm. or last week at the Ryder Cup. I mean, it, it, he's a thoughtful dude. He's very nice. He is a normal guy put into a super mega star's body. And it's cool when you get to be around someone like that because they give you the time of day. Um, he does not act bigger or better than you. Um, every time we play, we've talked for most of the – like most of the round, uh, I've had lunch with them. I mean, he's he's a cool dude. Uh, and then Ta- Taylor's my closest friend out there. Um, you know him and not Joel. Uh, but Taylor, you know, I know I know his wife, and like you know, we're all friendly. We hung out throughout the week in Napa. Um, he, he's a tremendous golfer, and, and a, a little you know, kind of cherry on top is they both play really fast. No, that's good. <laughs> that's yeah. a big benefit. Keep if up I'm with play. your walking. Yeah, well, I'm slowing it down, dude. You're it's the, the hardest walker. thing I've ever done. If you and DJ ever play? When you guys play, are you just you meet them on the first tee and then it's just tee boxes? See you later. What'd yeah. you shoot? Yeah. <laughs> I will say it was odd. Is like at the Fortinet, we were like I told Mark, I told Joe, I was like I am going to walk slower this week, and I did a really good job and I played well. So I was like maybe there's a secret to this. Yeah, you go. You do. I go. got speed, I baby. I, I watched that Olympics, the uh, fast walking. I got that. I was literally about to say, I got a, I got an alternative career. I got a shot. Dude, like, I got a shot. Come out and watch you just walk the same pace I do. <laughs> I, I will. Great. I will. I, that, that'd be lovely until I get to look in your little, like, whatever that contraption thing yeah. is where you get to see what's going on. Walk with me and Duff. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I played with Duff like nine times last year. It might, we, tr- like you said, the DJ thing, we might as well not be in the same group. <laughs> yeah, there's no He doesn't talk way. either, so. No, he's not going to just light you up. <laughs> All right, we just talked about this, but there was a very nice moment at the Ryder Cup. Bryson and Brooks. Had an embrace. They squashed the beef down there, hugged it out. Do you ever foresee a situation where you and your most hated enemy, not Joel Damon, could come together and bury the hatchet? Because it's a deep rivalry. It's gonna, honestly, it's going to take both of us making the Ryder Cup and, and <laughs> winning it. and winning by like a record amount <laughs> to hug. It's going to be tough. It's a tough sell. Uh, I just can't. I can't foresee it now. Maybe it's, something changes. Uh, maybe it becomes nicer. He's at so some unlikable. Point. He's just hard. like I mean, he, like yeah, like is he? pretty friendly like yeah i mean maybe a little bit yeah like is he is he as sometimes like yeah does he make me laugh like is he fun to get a beer with like yeah pretty much every time but like is that what we're valuing in people now nice nice fun caring (laughs) i'm not so sure i am Hmm. you gotta hate him and then you might get five million to play (laughs) play in vegas one day you never know (laughs) it's gotta get somebody to call him jolie (laughs) jolie (laughs) yeah Uh, all right number seven you know, you're a fellow podcaster, used to be. You recently stepped away from the Get a Grip podcast with Shane Bacon. Is it true the reason you stepped away is because y'all could never pass the For the People podcast? <laughs> Fuck that. I will admit I will admit to the subpar was, you know, the rivalry was getting kind of dark, but I had to actually think about who ran the For the People for one moment, and that, that, I, that was not why I stepped away. No offense to... John Peterson and uh, uh, JJ, but no, that was not it. <laughs> that wasn't it. No. I, I knew Sleaze would like that. I didn't one. know that was. Good. <laughs> that was <laughs> I wasn't good. a name I was expecting at the end of that question. <laughs> no, I respect anybody who's doing a podcast, but I, I will at least puff, puff my chest out a little bit. Like that was not the first <laughs> podcast I was worried about, like surpassing the 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 stuff we talked about. Yeah, 
Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Thank you for on behalf of Cold. Thanks for hanging up the mic, dude. You got enough good shit going yeah. for you. Let us have something, bro. You know what I mean? It's I okay. don't have a face for podcasts. You guys have cameras in here, at least. You got. I didn't yeah, even get right a camera there. on me. You know, it's just a yeah, voice. My true. voice. They're, they were all on Shane. <laughs> yeah, they should have been. <laughs> better no looking, kidding. better voice. The voice I was is like, tough to I'm intimidated too. on my own podcast. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's time to hang you it feel, up at that please. point. <laughs> all right, last one from me. Which other Max do you feel like you relate to the most? Maximus, Decimus, Meridius, <laughs> Mad Max, or Max E-Pad? Just definitely e- Max E-Pad. E-Pad. Yeah, I, I, I'm not even sniffing the other two. Okay. The other two are badass. And mine, I just, you know, I'm helpful. You are. <laughs> you, you provide a solution. I for provide a, a solution for a problem. I uh, work hard. I'm mm-hmm. durable. <laughs> but I'm not. Always there in a bind. Not a, I'm not a fighter. <laughs> True. At all. all. Right. I think Fair that's enough. why you Maxi Pad. Maxi right. Pad. Maxi yeah. Pad. All right, last one. It's obviously very well known. You're a rather hairy individual. Rather. You know, majors mean a lot. I've not heard that. You've seen it, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> majors mean a lot to you. Ryder Cup means a lot to you. Would you shave every hair on your body, including your eyebrows, eyelashes, to win a major and be on the next Ryder Cup team? Fuck yeah. <laughs> you just, God, how incredible The difficulty would, you would be is if you, you need to find me a razor that can do that Ooh, kind of work. Fucking well, <laughs> you got to deal with Gillette. They yeah, I got to deal with Gillette, but they purposely put me in the deodorant campaign and not, ah, not they gotta the have some like, diesel can. razor that can handle that. <laughs> yeah, there's some like, sparks I, and stuff. I need like a prescription level razor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you get like prescription level, like, uh, like uh, you get prescription level uh, dandruff uh, shampoo, you get prescription level deodorant. I need prescription level ra- razors to mm. accomplish that. But if you find me that, I would do that right now. You pull it off. You know, we might as well just try it. If you can't tell me it's 50 50, I'll give it a yeah. shot. April 1st, April 2nd, you know, the week before the Masters, just what about <laughs> next time your you whole win? body? <laughs> what about next time you win, you come on in and we do a. A maxi waxy like Steve Carell, like Kelly Clarkson. Talk about a rap name, Bro, maxi waxy. You want to win the PIP? Oh, that wouldn't hurt. Buddy. All in. That would that would get hurt. the people going for Rip sure. Rip that nip right off of there. <laughs> oh boy, that's a tough area for me. Oh boy, <laughs> God, what? A, All right, do we have to quit? That's, I know it's really sad. What do you want to hang? I gotta have a beer left. Yeah, keep going. Awesome, Max right. Homa, part two. It's been a blast, dude. Love really you guys. Love you. you guys are the best. Love you. Thank you. All right. Well, that was our man Max Homa joining us on Golf Subpar. Our second episode with him. He's now a three-time PGA Tour winner. Won a huge one. Obviously, the Genesis invitation up there. Tiger Woods Golf Tournament, Riviera. His home golf, his favorite golf course growing up. Dude, I'm so I'm so pumped for this guy. I mean, we both believe in him so much. And now it seems like Max Homa is finally starting to believe in Max Homa. That's the crazy thing. Is like for a long time we go play with him and he'd go out and finish whatever. We're like, dude, what is like you look perfect. Golf swing looks perfect. You hit it nice. You putt it nice. Like what what's the deal? I think it was just a matter of self belief. And now that he's picked off a few of these things too in the last year, that's the hardest part I think for him is like him believing you know that he's one of the top players in the world, which he is. And like that that's that's it. I expect huge things from him going forward this year, especially just to get another one this quickly in the season. It's like, all right, I already checked that box. I'm sure his goals in the year was like win again. Well, he already did that. Now you can just kind of, it's like free roll. And I think it just frees him up. And I think he's truly starting to believe that like, yeah, I belong amongst the best in the well, world. I think if you just sent a random, you know, golf fan out there and just said, here's 10 guys watching hit balls, where should this guy rank? And he would definitely be up there no. at the top of your list. It's just beautiful. He does everything well. Starting to tighten up that short game a little bit with Mark Blackburn, which I think will be a huge, Hold huge some big help. pots down but, the stretch in Napa. Yeah, but we talked about it. I mean, you know, five years ago, he was ranked outside the top 900 in the world, and every single year he has gotten better to where now he's, you know, number 31 in the world as of a week or so ago. 
I just think that it's interesting to see if he can get to that next threshold because, you know, top 30 in the world is fantastic. Top 10, it's a whole nother level. And I, I know he has the desire and the drive to get there. It'll be interesting to see if he can make that next jump. It's crazy to think, and we didn't talk about it in this one because he's talked about it at nauseum. We talked about it in our first podcast. But not too long ago was there a time where he had to go make four birdies coming in down the stretch at Portland just to keep his Corn Ferry Tour card, just to not have to go back to Q school. And it's like to think the how the, how his life has changed from that point to now. Like, it's crazy. But the talent's always been there. And now I think Max Holmes finally starting to believe that. And we talked about the PIP program. Uh, I don't know how this thing works. It's a, I hate it's it. A, shit program in my opinion you got to tell people you can't have contests and don't tell people the rules or who wins I feel like that's pretty gonna have raised some eyebrows and ask some questions but if he ain't getting some sort of direct deposit i'm not saying he's tiger i think this is just a ploy to give tiger and some of these top guys a bunch of money so they don't leave but if max ain't participating in that thing then what are we really doing and we'll be the first to break it whenever they pay this thing out i'm gonna call max like tell me did you get something i don't need to know what place i don't even know if people know what place they got but we need yeah, some sort of clarity because he is the social – he's yeah. the driver behind all of this. He's one of the most engaging guys out there on the PGA Tour. I know he's not you know, a Tiger Woods or a Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, but, I mean, my God, if we're here – I mean, it's player impact program, and you want to drive it through social media, he should be getting some – I mean, they're paying out 10 guys. He should get something. 100%. If he doesn't, the whole thing is garbage because he drove this whole thing. He's the first guy. All the swing roasting, which, by the way, had to take shitloads of time. Like, everyone said, hey, Max, roast me. He had to do that over and over again, but he did it, and he became huge on social media, and he's pretty much a reason why a lot of these guys are starting to lean into it more. By the way, do you like the little advice I gave him early on in his career when you're sitting at lunch with a group of guys? Yeah, maybe you don't have enough cash, or maybe you just don't want to use it. Some guy leaves it out there. You wait on him to leave. Just slide it on You got to go? Oh, yeah, just a little tip, dude. I'll take care of it. Right. Here you go, sweetheart. The Thank you so much. That's I'll, a honey bun. I'll My name's Colt Nose, by the way. Max sucks. He did not tip you. The time, <laughs> the time that Max brought it up. It was at the 3 a.m. up in Minnesota. It was early in the morning, and Bryson sat with me, and we were going back and forth. And he's like, oh, you know, all I got is 100. I was like, dude, you're rich. Just throw the 100 down there. These people are nice. He goes, you know what? You're right. He threw it down and got it wet and slid right over. How you guys? There you go. You know what? I'm going to take care of you. Day. Remember this name, Colt Nose? We're going to ask you at the end of the week. Who took the best care of you? I got you. That's Bryson, right. Bryson guy, man. Well, you know who takes the best care of you, Sleaze? FanDuel. Without question. The number one sports book in all the land, FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you want to add a little excitement to your golf watching experience, go to FanDuel Sportsbook. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. First off, Sleaze, yeah, very simple to use. They got great odds on all different betting mar markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlay, exclusive always on promotions such as enhanced odds boost on the biggest events to let you get more action out of every game day. And if you win, they even get your winnings in less than 24 hours. Fast pay. Fast friends, that's what I always say. You can do whatever you want on FanDuel. They got a huge range of betting options, player props, futures, whatever you're looking for. FanDuel's got it. Live betting, which I'm very keen on. You miss a tip, you miss a kickoff, you miss whatever. See something you like, you can go ahead and get in there and get a little action going. And the best thing, the odds boost. Like they'll give you these crazy odd boosts where you can make a lot more money. The line's totally skewed one way, and you have a chance to make a, a grizz in one single bet. Love those, jumping on those heavy. We, we had a subpar boost last week at the Sanderson Sergio. Farm. Sergio let us down, shot four under, missed the cut by a shot. Would have paid a little plus 140, but I'm sure we'll have another one this week. If not this week, very, very soon. But I love those boost bets. 
I believe, mentioned in the same game parlay, which is all up that You're getting amongst it when you do the same game parlay. I believe our producer, Mark, hit a rather nice one. PM hit a monster this week. Yeah, it was a crazy parlay. What'd you do? A little seven-teamer with some live college football action in there. 20 to pay out, 3,200. Hello, bad. friends. Hello, sweetheart. I can't win freaking one second half bet. Mark's hitting seven-leg parlays. All right. The world coming to? Well, right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game or golfer, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back if you don't win your first bet. Seriously, there's no strings attached. Just place any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you'll get the entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. All right, Sleaze, it's now time for the ultimate gambler. We're heading to Vegas. That's the the Shriners Open. Shriners Hospital Open for children up in Las Vegas. TPC Summerlin. Great golf tournament up there, but this is where... Okay, we got to get our priorities straight. We're here for golf or we're here for fun? That weighed heavily into my picks, by the way. All right. Did it really? Yes. Of course, yes. All right. Need well, a guy that's laser-focused up there. They go low in Las Vegas. This this tournament, I mean, if you're not making birdies, just head on down the road because it's going to be over for you quickly. And for me, I'm going to go with a guy as my favorite who I think is very, very motivated here, Sleaze. You know, he thought he should have been on the Ryder Cup team. He's a past champion here in Vegas. He lives in Vegas. He puts the absolute eyes out of it, and he's 25 to 1. Kevin, nah. Yeah, he checks the boxes. Then. He ain't going to get distracted by the strip. Lives there. He lives Been there. Been there, done that. That's good. That's a vital, vital statistic that no bookie, no odds maker can give you. How focused are you when you land in Vegas? He's a good one right there. He checks all the boxes. I'm going on the same side of that. Another guy, very close to making the Ryder Cup team, did not make it. One of the best putters on the planet, and also, by the way, has had just a monstrous career at this golf tournament uh also will not be distracted be distracted by the strip webb simpson 25 to 1 on weber yeah i was surprised with those odds i know he hasn't been playing webb simpson like golf been dealing with some injuries but he prints money around tpc someone so that's a great pick gotta roll it he rolls it both those guys roll it and another guy that won't be distracted no that's what i'm saying dude yeah. you gotta have a Genius. guy tucked in 10 o'clock lights out let's go all right well i don't know how my dark horse is going to go as far as that comes if he's going to be down there on the strip get strip getting amongst it but I love this guy's game. I think he's going to win at some point. He's got a lot of firepower. Seems to be up there quite a bit. Has a lot of high finishes. And you never know when this first win could be coming. But why not in Las Vegas? Let's roll the dice with Taylor Gooch. It's 66-1. to The Gooch man. No, it would be more in favor of a win for the Gooch. Also one of Max's favorite guys Max's to be paired with. close friend. Very, very uh, common, common guy that is brought up on favorite players on the PGA Tour. The Gooch man. All right, I like that. Taylor Gooch as the long shot. I'm going to go with the guy here, Tita Green. Been awesome. Putter, streaky, but it can get crazy hot when he does go. I'm going to go Russell Henley at 60-1. to 1. Just a guy that he's going to give himself a lot of opportunities if he can catch a week without wand like he has in years past where he can just go weird low. Uh, I think Russell Henley is a nice little piece at 60-1. to 1. You know what I've learned since doing this with you for a few years? I picked you the same You really guys. like Corey Connors and Russell Henley. <laughs> I do, bro. <laughs> Corey this week, dude, he jumped out to the final round lead on the early stretch on the Sunday. I was like, here we go. This is going to be the one. And then uh, didn't have a whole lot of success. I got, what, a 17th out of the guy? But I'll try to pick him again later on in the of year. Of course you will. If you don't remember. All right. Well, if you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Go to FanDuel.com slash subpar or download the FanDuel Sports app, app to get started. Be sure to sign up with promo code subpar so they know that we sent you. Must be 21 years old and present in Arizona or New Jersey. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. 
or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. All right, Sleeves, before we wrap up here, it's Shriners Week. I got to tell you a little, little, little story. I had a little, yes, little bit do. of a minor disaster at the Shriners one year. So, you know, I go out there. I'm, I'm early Friday morning. It's windy. It's chilly, actually, in Vegas. Go out. I birdie the ninth hole, my last hole, to what I thought was make the cut. Let's, let's just say it was like four under, right? Go back to Aria, where I'm staying. Take a little nap. Everything's good. Wake up. I, I believe I was in like 47th when I finished. So it shouldn't be a problem, you know. There's only 132 guys in the field because of daylight. You're safe, yeah. You should be safe. Wake up. Well, all of a sudden, the sun is shining. The wind is down. And they are just ripping apart TPC Summerlin. All of a sudden, it gets time to be – It's darkness sets in. They have to blow the horn. I'm T71. Nice. Dead. Perfect. Dead. Might have been T72. But there was two groups that had to finish up the next morning, and they were they were on the cut line. I'm currently out. They're finishing on number nine. It's a par five. I'm, yeah. I'm dead. Out. There's pack, nothing happening. Pack the bags. So what do I do? I begin to get amongst it. Myself, Jason Duffner, who had a two-bedroom um, at Aria. He, he stayed dude in the Dude wipes room. for days. That's nice. Tons of dude wipes. We run into one of your favorite Denver Broncos of all time, Demarius Thomas. Mm. So we start playing blackjack with him, having cocktails, end up going to the nightclub. Maybe a few of them. I had about 12 nightclub stamps down my arm the next day. Thought I'd miss the cut. Well, about 9 a.m., here comes Duff into my room slapping me on the face saying, hey, bud, you need to wake up. I'm like, what are you talking about? We just went to bed like two hours ago. Go away. He goes, you're on the tee in two hours. I said, no way. He pulls up his phone looks. We had two bogeys out of those last six. I am now on the cut, or I end up making the cut, have to head out to TPC Summerlin, not in the best of form. I get paired with Webb Simpson and Ryan Moore going off one of the last groups off number Webb probably 10. did the same thing, dude. Dude, this I was... probably at a different club. I was a mess. It was one of the worst days of my life on the PGA Tour. Slash entertaining. I walked onto the range. My caddy, John Davenport, I just looked at him and go, I'm sorry, dude. This this is not going to be well. Part the first three holes. Good start. Got off to an okay start, and then I think I duffed a lob wedge going for the part five and uh, 13 and uh, for my third shot. Made six, and it was all downhill from that. Shot 78, proceeded to MDF and get Sunday off to... Re- recover a little bit could have made more in the casinos dude my ears were like still ringing from the nightclub it was just brutal golf i'll never forget the 10th a little john in your ear yeah the entire exactly time. the 10th hole at Summerlin is literally for me it's like a driver and a wedge most guys hit three wood or two iron wedge i hit driver six iron and two it to start the day <laughs> it's like i don't know dude they don't have any sprinklers back here all right just well, feel I, it out i hope that doesn't happen to any of the guys this week up in vegas wish everyone the best of luck make sure you go to FanDuel. Place your bets, win some money. Also, be on the lookout. We got the Birdie Juice Rock Form speakers. These things are awesome, and we're going to give away two to a couple of lucky fans of ours. All right, everyone, have a great week. We'll talk to you on next week's Golf Subpar. <laughs>